Okay, Season 1, Episode 65, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism, John Chapter 11, Verses 1 through 57. Schofield's outline divides John Chapter 11 uh, into four parts, uh, verses 1 through 37 is called the the raising of Lazarus. I think you could also call it the resurrection of Lazarus, the resurrection of the dead, which is one of the five fundamental principles of Hebrews 6, 1 and uh, 6, 1 and 2, the resurrection of the dead. And I've told you before, I'm kind of weak on that, but again, I don't think Lazarus was in the grave for three to four days following Jewish tradition when Jesus came and uh, but he was not he was he was in paradise and uh, and then Jesus called him back so when you die you will not be in the grave your body will be in the grave it will be resurrected from the grave and unless you go up at the rapture in which case it will be changed in a twinkling of an eye on the way up and I, I think we'll have our resurrection body that that we get at the bodily resurrection the next resurrection coming is is uh, the the rapture the dead in Christ shall rise first and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds so shall we ever be with the Lord that's kind of comforting I will no longer just be in his shadow he that he that um, Anyway, Hebrews, uh, no, Psalms uh, 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will be ever with the Lord. And uh, anyway, uh, I'm already indwelt by the Holy Spirit, so uh, the church has it pretty good. All right, uh, and has since Pentecost, except when they were being slaughtered by Nero and people like that. And But anyway... Um, Okay, so uh, we've got uh, Schofield's outline, the raising of Lazarus. Uh, then in, starting in 38, you've got uh, Jesus at the grave of Lazarus, which would kind of be, a, I guess, a subset of the raising of Lazarus or the resurrection of Lazarus. Uh, and then starting in verse 47, well, excuse me, starting in verse 45, you have uh, Mary's friends of Bethany are converted. Some are, and some are not. Um, some believe, and some in, run and go get the Pharisees. That the last section here, the Pharisees plot to put Jesus to death. So I guess it's a safe bet to think that the people that ran and got the Pharisees were, were not believers. While in verse 45, many of the Jews which, which came to Mary, not all, but many of the Jews which came to Mary, had seen the things which Jesus did and believed on him. So I love that preposition on. My faith was uh, in a parachute I'd never seen. But when I was coming down, I promise you my weight was on it. I was hanging beneath it, but it was, it was, it was, the more I talk about it, the more I, I do remember how wonderful that was the first time. And, and really every time after that it opened, the first time was really a relief. After that, I pretty much expected it to, and it always did. Only jumped seven times, but anyway, I have friends with a lot more jumps than that. 
All right, so we're going to take a look at um, John chapter 11 and uh, the outline that came with my eSword, which is a, a Bible app that gives me the Greek and the Hebrew and commentary and different versions of the Bible and Greek and Hebrew, uh, which is pretty slick. Uh, I guess the Aramaic too, if I hit a verse on that. But... Um, Anyway, there's not very many. They're in Daniel and a few places, but there's not like uh, you know chapters and chapters of of Aramaic. Uh, when during the Babylonian captivity, Aramaic was pretty much the language of the Jews while they were held captive there, which was basically uh, Daniel's entire adult life, as far as I know. Anyway, uh, they had to have a lottery to get people to go back. Nehemiah wanted to go back and build a temple and nobody wanted to go. I mean, you had Esther and uh, Mordecai uh, ruling under the Medo-Persians. For a while, the, the Jews were, were very comfortable in the Babylonian captivity and followed by the Medo-Persian captivity. All right, so uh, anyway, the outline here is the death of Lazarus. Uh, I am the resurrection and life when he comforts uh, Martha. And what he does to comfort Mary is he weeps. So he's the master teacher. He reaches the student where they need to be reached. Uh, Martha was a very intellectual person and uh, he talks to her about the doctrine of salvation. I am the resurrection of life. He that believeth on me, though you're dead, yet shall he live. And that's very comforting. I'm probably more like Martha. I'm comforted by those words very much. In fact, when my wife died, or as she was dying, or I guess when a doctor came out to tell me that she was gone, I said, Doc, um, uh, as Jesus told Martha, I am the resurrection life, he that believeth on me. Though he were dead, yet shall he, yet shall he live. So I, uh, he or she. Anyway, um, it's a verse that means a lot to me. It was a verse that my class sent to to Arlington Cemetery in 1974, January of 74. It was on a wreath of flowers, and I didn't know John 11:25 at the time, but I looked it up, and uh, it's always meant a lot to me. I am the resurrection life. He that believeth on me, though it were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth on me shall never die. Believest thou this? All right, so uh, Jesus weeps with uh, Mary, because that's what she needed. She was the one that that uh, washed his feet, um, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Jesus raises Lazarus, which I think he pretty much knew he was always going to do. But still he wept with someone that needed to be wept with. And I know that, that I've appreciated people that have, prayed, that have cried with me uh, when I lost my wife. One that stands out as a basketball coach at Florida Christian School. I, the, the week after she died, I was teaching my students and we had an open house and I told you this story before, but but I got, I only had two classes that night, only two junior high classes. I was teaching mostly high school at that point. And uh, I, I got, I got, I couldn't really talk for the open house, which was like seven minutes or five minutes, I can't remember, seven minutes, I think, of, of t introducing myself to the parents as they went on the, the rotation of their, their child. 
I think I had a second period and I think I had a sixth period. But it, my my second period, a, a fellow student, uh, a, a prior student, uh, whose child I was teaching now, so second generation student, uh, he saw me struggling to, his his wife was just boo-hooing, so I was having a hard time. But uh, but uh, he 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 covered me for that for that you know told the parents what was going on and. And I'd only been back for a couple of days. I think this was—I came back on a Monday, and this was a Tuesday night. So, um, anyway, um, but but then I went and got the basketball coach between second and sixth period, and I, I said, "Hey, can you come and just be there in case I get choked up again?" And he said, "Sure, I can do that. I don't have—I don't have a sixth period." So, so he came and he was standing in the room, and sure enough, I got choked up in the introduction, and 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 he stepped in. And got about a sentence out, and he got choked up because he cared about me. I mean, I, I met this when he was in elementary school. I met this very successful basketball coach at Florida Christian School, and uh, just a great guy. But he he shared my pain, and I was able to finish, pick up right where he left off, and and finished uh, that open house. So it is comforting, I can tell you, as someone who's lost their wife. Uh, that it's comforting to have people mourn with you, but I'm 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 in a much better place than I was initially. Let me put it that way. All right, the plot to kill Jesus. This is just unbelievable. They want not only do they want to kill Jesus, they want to kill Lazarus again. Not that they killed him the first time, but he did die. He was sick and died, and Jesus raised him from the dead. And so they, the high priest Caiaphas, plots to kill. Not only Jesus, but Lazarus, because too many people are believing in him, and uh, that's that's a that's a that's a that's pretty unbelievable to me. Anyway, I think the works of of Christ would would spend a, a lot of many Jews did believe in him when he raised Lazarus from the dead. All right, enough talking. We've got a lot of verses to cover, so let me uh, run through this as quickly as I can. Uh, John chapter 11, verse 1. Now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus of Bethany, which is, I think, just a little bit north of Jerusalem. Uh, it's less than two miles. Uh, I think it's uh, 15 furlongs, which is 15 eighths of a mile. So that would be less, just less than two miles. Anyway, behold, okay, um, verse 1. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and his sister Martha. So it was Lazarus and his two sisters. And these, these were friends of Jesus. They, he often stayed there out, just outside of Jerusalem when he came. And he does, in the last week of his life here, come and go from Bethany. Uh, all right. It was that Mary, it was that Mary which oint which anointed the Lord with ointment or perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. That's the Mary of Mary and Martha. That is the person he wept with. I think she's just kind of a little bit of on the emotional side there, whatever. I mean, she just knew who Christ was and she's the one that chose the better, th better thing to just sit at the feet of Jesus and forget about preparing dinner. While Martha's going, Jesus, tell her to help me. And Jesus said, 
Mary's chosen the better thing. But uh, anyway, I don't know who you can identify with. I can probably identify with Martha a little more, although I'm pretty emotional too. So anyway, um, it was Mary that, it was that Mary, and there's like six Marys in the New Testament, so it gets kind of confusing. Uh, nine if you want to push it. Mary, I guess, was a very popular Jewish name back at that time. Which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, Lazarus' sisters sent unto Jesus, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. So a messenger came to Jesus. Uh, verse 4, when Jesus had heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. So Jesus knew already what, what he was going to do and why Lazarus was sick. And um, and eventually end up alive again. Uh, verse 5. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Verse 6. When Jesus had heard, therefore, that Lazarus was sick, Jesus abode two days still in the same place where he was. And after that, saith Jesus to his disciples, let us go into Judea again. So there, I don't know, he liked to go down to the Jordan River. I'm not exactly sure where he is, but he's a distance away. I would guess, based on the book of John, in the last couple of chapters we read, he would go down to the Jordan where where John the Baptist baptized. John the Baptist is, is dead now for quite a while. But... Um, all right, um, John chapter 11, verse 8. His disciples, and at this point he has 12 of them, and one of them is a devil. He chose 12, but one of them not a believer. And well, more than that, might not. I don't think Thomas is a believer either. But um, Thomas does become one. Uh, verse 8. Jesus' disciples say unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee. Goest thou thither again? Jesus answered and said, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. Metaphorically, he's the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. Um, so, I'm, you know... the. I'm thinking this could be a couple with difference between a believer and unbeliever, the difference between uh, living in the church age or living during the tribulation, the 70th week of Daniel, when the Holy Spirit is taken out. And uh, that's that's going to be a tough time for Israel. But as far as the testing of Israel, if you will, um, they pass with flying colors and they embrace the Lord Jesus Christ as their Messiah during the tribul tribulation. Very evangelistic to have all the church taken out. And there are Jewish people that are, are members of, of, that are believers in Jesus Christ, and they would leave with the church. And um, anyway, all right, verse 12. Then said Jesus' disciples, Lord, oh, I'm sorry, verse 11. These things 
said Jesus, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of his sleep. Uh, that's called a euphemism, and it's just a nice way of saying something that's not pleasant to talk about, but that was a pretty common one in the Bible. He sleepeth. Um, verse 12, Then said his disciples, Lord, if Lazarus is sleepeth, or if he sleeps, he shall do well. Why, why, why are we going to wake him up and risk your life in the process? Verse 13, Howbeit Jesus spake of his death, but they thought that Jesus had spoken of taking rest and sleep. Then said Jesus unto his disciples plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, to the intent you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. So he just healed the blind man. Now he's going to raise the dead not long after that. It's not the Sabbath. It's, uh, not sure exactly when it is, but uh, it's, it's, oh, it's the week of the Sabbath. Yeah, it's, it, this is a very populated time in Jerusalem. It's all the Jews from around the Mediterranean uh, the Middle East have to come three times a year to Jerusalem. And some do and some don't. The ones that don't by habit are called Samaritans. But anyway, I've, I've explained that to you a little bit before. All right, John chapter 11, verse 17. Uh, and when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had lain in the grave four days already. Now, the town of Bethany was near unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs, and a furlong is an eighth of a mile, 120 yards, 200 meters. So, 16 would be two miles. All right. Um, chapter 11, verse 19. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. My wife's attendance at her funeral was estimated at 600. So many friends and all of our family, all of her family, all of my family came and my church really pulled out all the stops for us. It was really, really nice. Then Martha, as soon as, mostly a testament to, to her faithfulness, but then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother would had not have died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. I think she's pretty much saying, I know you can raise him from the dead. Jesus saith, unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. 
She knows he can, but she doesn't know he is going to raise Lazarus from the dead, I would say, based on her, her words. Uh, verse 25, Jesus said unto Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me, that would be you and me, friend, shall never die, believest thou this. Let me read that verse again. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me, Jesus is doing the speaking here, shall never die. Believest thou this, Martha? Do you believe this? Martha saith unto Jesus, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. Okay, Jesus now is going to minister to Martha, and he does it in a completely different manner. He, he dealt with, with, uh, with Martha with words, uh, with words, with, and, or with the word, I guess you could say. And he's going to deal with Mary on a much more emotional level. But he knows her heart, and he knows what she needs. And right now, she needs some comfort. Verse 28. And when, she had, and when Martha had so said, she went her way and called Mary. So she runs back to the house and called Mary, her sister, secretly. Didn't make a big noise about it, because I guess she wanted Mary to be able to come by herself saying, The Master is come, and calleth for thee. As soon as Mary heard that, Mary arose quickly and came unto Jesus. Now Jesus was not yet come into the town, I guess he was on the road into the town, but was in that place where Martha met him. So she, he just kind of, Martha ran off and, and he just waited behind. The Jews then, which were with Mary in the house and comforted her, when they saw Mary, that she arose and hastily and went out, followed her, saying, She goeth unto the grave to weep there. I guess Mary's doing a lot of weeping. and uh, But it, it shows you that Martha was private about it because they, they don't, even though that Jesus is en route. Um, anyway, verse 32. And when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. It sounds like... Uh, Mary and Martha had been saying that back and forth to each other. Where's Jesus? Anyway, uh, John eleven thirty three. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping which came with her, so they realized she wasn't going to the tomb but to, to meet Jesus on the road. Jesus groaned in the spirit and was troubled and said, Where 
have you laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Verse 35, two words, Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, Behold how he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man, which opened the eyes of the blind, have caused that even this man should not have died? In 38 to 44, Jesus raises Lazarus. Verse 38, Jesus therefore Again, groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave with a stone, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of Lazarus that was dead, saith unto Jesus, Lord, by this time he stinks, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus said, that gives you a little insight into Martha, but she was, she was ever the, the planner. But, uh, and we're all different. We're all different. Uh, Jesus saith, God doesn't make any junk though. Jesus saith unto her, said not I unto thee that if thou would believe thou should see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. Verse 43. Then Jesus thus, when Jesus had thus spoken, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto him, saith unto them, Loose him and let him go. Now these were the, 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 the friends of Mary that did not believe. And many of the Jews which came which Mary that had been seen the things which Jesus did believed. No, these are the ones that did believe. Okay. Then, I already read you this first, but let, let me read it again. 45. Then Mary, then many of the Jews which, ha, which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did believed on him. But some of them, again, there's some that believe and some that don't, went their way to the Pharisees, the ones that pretty much everybody knows wants to kill him, and told them what things Jesus had done. Then gathered the chief priests and the Pharisees a council and said, What do we for this man doeth many miracles. I don't know. How about you believe in him? That <laughs> might be one, one of the options, but that's not going to happen. And um, anyway, God said, forgive them. They know not what they do. And he died for the sins of the whole world. So he died for my sin and your sin. 
And James 2.10, whosoever should keep the whole law and yet offend in one point is guilty of all. So just consider yourself guilty and pardoned, if you will. Um, verse 48. If we let him thus alone, all men will believe on him. And the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. So um, that pretty much tells you what would have happened. I think if, 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 the, if the Israel would have received Christ, the Romans still would have come and taken away uh, their nation by killing the king of the Jews. But anyway, uh, verse 49. He is the high priest and God's going to use him to make a proclamation in the next couple of verses. Verse 49. And one of them, named Caiaphas, being the high priest that same year, said unto them, You know nothing at all. And he's kind of prophesying for God here. God's plan. Even though it's Caiaphas that, that called for the crucifixion of Christ, that's still part of God's plan. Verse uh, 11, <coughs> chapter 11, verse 50. <coughs> Excuse me. Verse 50. Now consider that it is, here's the prophecy. Now consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people and that the whole nation perish not. And he spake this not of himself. But being the high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus should die for that nation. And not for that nation only, but that also he should gather together in one the children of God that were scattered abroad. That would include us. Remember in chapter 10 he said, I have, I have sheep not of this fold. So he's, this is for all mankind. For God so loved the world. From Adam to the Omega Man. From the first to the last. Okay, um, I'm going to read that verse again. 51. And this he spake not of himself, but being a high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus should die for that nation. And not for that nation only, but that also he should gather together in one the children of God that were scattered abroad. Then from that day forth, the Pharisee and the council, they took counsel together to put him to death. I would say kind of like um, Joseph's brothers, uh, Joseph being a, a type of Christ there. Uh, they meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And Joseph forgave them for selling him into slavery and probably death, but didn't work out that way. Uh, John chapter 11, verse 54. Jesus therefore walked no more openly among the Jews, but went thence into a country near to the wilderness unto the city called Ephraim 
and there continued with his disciples. Uh, he went northwest of Jerusalem to what was inherited by one of Joseph's uh, sons um, named Ephraim. And uh, John chapter 11, verse 55, And the Jew, Jews' Passover was near. So we're in the last weeks of, of the last week of, of Christ's life. Passover takes a week, and, and, the, and the Jewish Passover is near. He's going to have his triumphal entry soon, and all of that. Uh, was nigh at hand, or near at hand. And many went out of that country up to Jerusalem. You always go up to Jerusalem because it's the highest city in the region. Before the Passover, to purify themselves. The Jews had a lot of rituals of washing, and uh, they kind of took it too far, I think, But because uh, they were getting after Jesus about you know his disciples eating without washing their hands first. And, and this was a real... You know, the, the, the wine he made uh, at Cana, the first miracle um, at the wedding, that those pots were for ceremonial washing. They, they might have been empty, I don't know, but I think they went and filled them with water and then the water turned to wine. So that they were... Anyway, um, to purify themselves. Then sought they for Jesus and spake among themselves as they stood in the temple, What think ye? that he will not come to the feast. Um, so they are planning to kill him, and they think he's going to just show up, as he always does for the, um, the pilgrimages, feasts, pilgr feasts that, they, that all good Jews need to attend at the temple. Uh, verse 57, the last verse of chapter 11, Now both the chief priests, uh, and there were uh, two, his, the Romans kind of picked and choose, and it got a little confusing under Roman rule. But uh, but one was his father-in-law, and one was Caiaphas, had given the commandment that if any man knew where Jesus was, he should show it that they might take him. And we know how he gets taken with the 30 pieces of silver. Okay, well I Hope you got something out of John chapter 11. Basically, you could summarize it as the, the resurrection of, of uh, Lazarus a week before God's resurrection. And Lazarus I, was probably in the grave three days because the Jewish tradition is you get buried within 24 hours. So if he died, if he'd been dead for four days, they had one day to, to get him ready for, for burial and, and then he'd probably been in the grave for three days. But uh, unlike, well, anyway, uh, Jesus, you know, Lazarus came forth and, and so did Christ. But again, you're not, the resurrection of the dead is getting a new body, a resurrection body made out of the same stuff the old one was made out of. But the sea will give up its dead, so we don't need to worry about that. So God's going to do it. Adam wasn't concerned. You weren't concerned about your first body. You you it was given to you and you shouldn't be concerned about your your uh, resurrection body either all right let you go uh i'm gonna say adios which means to god and i just like it in english i, I don't know if it 
it really translates well. I understand it. It's more of a uh, permanent goodbye. You'd say goodbye. I guess it means more like goodbye as opposed to. Well, I, I never like to say see you, but anyway, I like to say adios to God, and I especially like vaya con Dios, go with God.